You are now tuned in to Reckless Talk with Reckett Raya. I'm your host, Reckett Raya, and today I'm giving you guys episode 15. Before I start this episode, of course, I'm going to say thank you to everyone who's listening, everyone who is still subscribed and enjoying the podcast. It means the fucking world to me. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, I've been getting a lot of... Um, dms and messages and people asking me questions and like i said i always respond and i always 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 try to make sure i get back to everybody but there were certain questions that did stand out and i decided to do an episode um just on getting given a deeper understanding of why i started this podcast and just some of the questions that Um, people were sending to me in my DM that I feel like I didn't really get in depth. So I'm going to do that today and hopefully, um, you know, give you guys a better understanding of Reckless Talk with Rec It Rhea. So the first question I got, someone asked me why podcasting? And I thought that was a great question because you guys listen, you guys give me your um, opinions on the show, but I never really told you why I started this. Um, I've always been a very introverted person. I, growing up, I was always very quiet. I've always been very observant. I don't really, I don't really, um, I was never the one to being a large crowd I was kind of a loner growing up um I wouldn't say I didn't have a voice but I wasn't I wasn't outward I never was as a teenager up until my mid-20s I was always a very reserved person and um I think like I said my mid-20s um for some reason I broke out the shell I started working in the school system I started meeting different people and I really just started being more vocal and it's crazy because I realized that all the things that I was keeping in my head I started saying out loud and people actually thought I was funny and like I'll never forget like I was in college and I would just say everything I was thinking all these years and people would be like yo like you're funny or people would always ask me this question like what's wrong with you and I love that question because I feel like because I'm so blunt and because I'm so just you know in your face people think that something is wrong with that so I kind of took it and looked at it as a good thing and I'm like if just me saying things that literally naturally come to my head um can make people laugh I'm like how far can I take this like what if I really am funny like I really uh started gaining my confidence around this time and at this time I was actually still married and I remember like uh speaking about it with my husband and you know it wasn't something that was very supported at the time so I kind of just kept it to myself. And then I was like, yo, I love talking to people. I'm more of a person. I love one-to-one interactions. I'm not really big on group settings. And I was like, I love talking to people. People find me entertaining. People think I'm funny. I'm like, I feel like I need to get my voice out there. And I've always been the person. I'm more of a behind the mic than behind the camera kind of person. Like, because I live my life so separate, 
um i never really wanted my face behind the camera so i feel like that's why i went in the route of podcasting because i could do the same exact thing um as if i was making a video the only thing is i wouldn't have my face in front of the camera so that's why podcasting podcasting because i feel like i have a big personality i love talking and people are interested in what i have to say and that means the world to me so that's why podcasting and i feel like my podcast is so different than other podcasts because and i listen literally i listen intently to other podcasts this is where i got some of my ideas from this is where you know i've connected with amazing amazing podcasters and i love the direction everyone is going in but I feel like I kind of went and took my own route. I wanted to talk about sex. I want to talk about the thing we all do that people are still so afraid to talk about. And I think sex is a very taboo topic because we all have sex. Everybody has sex. And it's just like, it's forever that thing that we're taught not to speak about. Um, and me, I, I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy those uncomfortable conversations. I enjoy saying things that I know we're all thinking, but, you know, because of society, we can't really express, um, our views on sexuality. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like you could live vicariously through me. I'm going to talk about it. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the nasty. I want to talk about the fetishes. I want to talk about the things that we're not supposed to talk about. So that's why podcasting, um, and reckless, you know, it's just reckless talk. It could be healthy. It could be, you know, I promote safe sex, but it's just reckless. Reckless because, like I said, it's that thing that, you know, we're not supposed to talk about. So I feel like I'm bringing it front and center direct. It's reckless talk. And I just want all my guests to always feel comfortable and to have a good time and laugh. And let's talk the same way people are so quick to talk about uh, politics and religion. And why are we not talking about sex? It is equally important because it is part of our everyday life. Think about it. We're all having sex. That's why the birth rate is so high. Um, we're all doing it. And we, most of us really enjoy it. So why are we not discussing it? So that is the first question. Um, and that kind of goes into the second question, which is how do I, separ how do I separate professional and personal life? Um, I feel like I do a really good job at separating my professional and personal life. I feel like, of course, some of that is me, like as far as my social media and as far as my podcasting, but I am a very multifaceted person and I was able to create um, a personality. And I feel like that's what people don't understand. <laughs> like, this is my personality. This is not who I am 24 hours, seven days a week. I'm still a daughter, a mother, um, an employee. Um, you know, I am still so a sister. Um, I am still so many other titles, but I am able to do it 
all so well and put it together. So I was able to create a personality based off a part of me. Um, But like I said, that's not all of who I am. And I was able to really um, just separate, separate all aspects of my life. I think I'm pretty, pretty good at that. So it's been easy for me to be so blatantly and talk about sex so publicly and then still be able to live a very private life. Like as much as I post and as much as I share, I feel like my life is still very private. Um, There are so many things that people don't know about me. There are so many things that I do in a day that people do not know. But being in you know, the entertainment business and wanting to expand my podcast, I understand that I do have to post a lot and I'm very tactful with what I post. So, you know, don't think that I'm literally just putting all my business on the internet and like, no, I, I, I know exactly what I'm doing and I know exactly how I'm doing it. It's very strategic. So, um, to answer your question, hon, I feel like I separate professional and um, personal life very well, very well. Um, next question, someone asked me, what age did you know that you were attracted to women? That's a really good question. I knew I was attracted to women. I would say the earliest I can remember, I probably was in the sixth grade. I remember that being my initial attraction. So what is that, about 12 years? yeah i was attracted to girls um not to say that i wasn't attracted to men um i mean boys because i was young at the time not to say that i wasn't attracted to boys but the same way i looked at boys i looked at girls and i knew that that wasn't typical um my other friends i wasn't speaking to anybody about it but my friends weren't talking about girls and my friends weren't talking about looking at girls butts or looking at how pretty girls were and those were the thoughts that were racing through my mind so I would say yeah about 12 years old that's when my attraction to girls developed and I remember getting to middle school and having a best friend and my first sexual experiences were with a girl Um, I had a best friend in middle school and you know we I don't know how it came about I remember the first time us kissing in the girls bathroom at school and shortly after that like we were making out like she would come to my house we were making out we were dry humping we were being very um sexual at a young age and this was way before I developed a sexual um, attraction to boys. I was already, you know, sexually, sexually active with girls. So yeah, that started very early, um, my attraction to women. And I was, I, I never really vocalized it because my mother, uh, my mother came out to me when I was very young. My mother is um, a lesbian woman. And she came out to me when I was very young and I felt like I couldn't vocalize it because I felt like people would think that I was copying off of her. 
Um, but my attraction to girls started actually before my mom really came out to me. My mother came out to me when I was like late 12, early 13. Um, and I just felt like people would think I was copying off of my mom. But, you know, it's crazy. We were having the same feelings. And I, at that time, I couldn't talk to her about it. Um, it wasn't until like, like a, my teen years that I was able to express to my mother my attraction to girls. But for a long time, um, I didn't tell anybody. And me and my best friend, we was going at it. <laughs> we were really going at it. Um, yeah, so that 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 is when my attraction to girls started. Next question someone asks me, um, do you consider yourself bisexual because you were married and you do have a child? Um, I do not consider myself bisexual because as of right now, 32 years old, I have no attraction to the male species. Um, I understand, like, I've had conversations with people who feel like that is kind of like bisexuality because at some point you did have an attraction to men and then, you know, your attraction to women. And at some point I was attracted to both man and woman. Um, I do not consider myself bisexual, like I said, because I have no attraction to the male species. I feel like at this point in my life, I'm pretty secure with who I am and where I'm going. And I don't see any chances ever of me being with a man again, ever. Um, I was I was in a relationship with a man. I was married. I do have a beautiful child out of it. So obviously, yes, I have, you know, had sexual intimacy with a man. And honestly, because I'm such an honest person and this is reckless talk, I've never, I'm not a person, I don't need penetration. I don't yearn penetration, but I'm not going to say I hate penetration. I don't want to have sex with a man. Um, like I've always said, anything you do with a female, a person of the same sex, that is lesbian sex. So I, like I said, um, I don't yearn for penetration. It's not something that I do with my sexual partners, but it's not something that I hate. And it's not something that I can say that I'm ever going to be opposed to. What I am opposed to is sleeping with men. There's nothing about the male species that I am attracted to. But like I said, I am a woman. I'm a very honest woman. Can I look at a man and say that this is a handsome man? Absolutely. I look at men all the time. I can say a man is handsome. I look at men, um, as far as styling tips, I'm very into fashion. I look at what a man is wearing. I look at their shoes. I look at the way, you know, they're dressed, what I wear like that. I probably like look at different pieces like, oh, I like that, but I wouldn't do it with this. I would do it with that. I look at men all the time. I see men on the internet. Yes, he's an attractive man, but that is as far as it gets. I don't have an arousal. I don't look at men and think, um, you know, about intimacy. I don't want to hang out with them. <laughs> like, it's not, I don't have that feeling towards the male species. And like I said, I don't know 
where life takes anyone but the chances of that ever happening again are very slim to none um so i consider myself a lesbian woman i love women there's nothing about a woman that i don't love i love the smell the touch the 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 sound the taste the everything about a woman i love women um so no i do not consider myself bisexual and i hope that answers your question love um next question someone asked how are you dealing with (laughs) your newfound fame honestly love i don't consider this fame i'm not in this for fame um there is nothing um about what i'm trying to do that has to do with fame um i do feel like after I started the podcast and I've really been, you know, putting myself out there and networking, I have gained a lot of followers. I have gained amazing people in my life that, you know, I will forever be grateful for, but I'm not in it for fame. Like I said, I'm a very private person. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to it's not like that um if anything i would like to be looked at as an influencer you know someone in the entertainment an entertainer because honestly that's all i'm trying to be um it's definitely not fame i do you know i feel like it's crazy because i consider myself a regular person but since i started this podcast i do get you know the ladies in my dm and they think i'm cute and you know i get i get some very interesting messages and i'm honestly flattered like i'm a very humble person i know that i put out this very um this very cocky persona but i'm really a humble person and i i I'm shocked like when women are attracted to me and you know they send me DMs I get titty pics ass pics I'm like you know pussy pics I'm like I I, I'm flattered like me (laughs) like me like that shit it's it's it, it it means a lot and you know and beyond just the um just the naked pictures, like the messages I get, the love I get, the support I get. I've made real connections with people that I've never met a day of my life. But when I tell you I love them and they support me and, you know, they want to hear what I have to say. And these are people I'm talking about in Texas. I'm talking to people in Atlanta, Florida, California, Oklahoma, places I've never been in the world. And they send me messages and they check on me and they give me reviews on the show and they tell me to keep going. And, you know, and nothing in the world means anything to me. Like someone saying, I told someone to listen to your podcast. That means the fucking world to me, because if you told one person, they might tell one person. And then they and that means more people are going to listen and to see where my plays have went from when I started this podcast to now I am blown away so like I said I'm not in this for the fame but if I am looked at as an influencer if I'm looked at as an entertainer I have people I don't know who literally DM me and say sometimes I'm having a bad day and I'll come to your I'll come to your story to laugh and that shit means the world to me like 
you're having a bad day and you just need a laugh and you'll come to my page to see what crazy shit I post. Like, okay, I'm doing something right. So, like I said, this is not for fame, but definitely, you know, to get my voice out there and my opinion and because people are entertained by what I have to say. And I have people who I know who can't outwardly support me because it could be religion it could be their career it could be anything but they will dm me and say raya you know i i listen i i see what you're doing i love you that means the world to me because maybe you can't repost my shit you can't but if you're listening and you probably got two of your your homegirls who you know who's into reckless shit listening then you're doing more than enough for me and i appreciate that shit so like i said it's not fame i did have a crazy thing happen to me though i was in um the mall a couple of weeks back looking a hot fucking mess i'm shopping i'm in h&m men's and i get to the counter and my uh cashier she keeps looking at me and I'm looking at her because I noticed she keeps looking at me and she stops um, and she goes, I know you. And I looked at her and I'm like, how you know me? She was like, I listen to your podcast. She was like, you know, my cousin told me about your podcast and I listened. And that was like, that was a humbling experience. I'm like, wow, like, like people, someone noticed me and she's like, you know, you're entertaining, you're funny and, you know, just giving me love. And that shit meant the world to me. But yeah, no fame, no fame. But I appreciate the love and I appreciate the support and I appreciate everybody who's rocking with me. Um, next question. Someone asked me, what is your biggest fetish? Okay, so now y'all getting nasty. Y'all want to get nasty in my business. Um, I have a lot of fetishes. I'm a very, very sexual person. And I don't just see that to see that. Like, I'm sexual and I've always been a sexual person. Um, I kind of just kept it to myself for so long. I would read books and I would watch porno movies. Like, I'm very into porno. And um, I like pornos with a storyline. So I've always been very, very sexual. And I was into things that the average person would have probably thought was a little odd. Um, So as far as fetishes... I would say one fetish I have, I definitely would love to have sex with, like, um, a midget woman. I feel like, yeah, that's a big fetish for me. I would love to have sex with a midget. Um, Another crazy fetish that I have, because I don't mind going deep, I really, I don't know if I'm just in a, um, I'm in a very, like, nurturing maternal stage in my life, and I'm ready to have more kids. I want to make love to a pregnant woman. Like, that is my biggest fetish. And that shit might sound crazy, but I really want to fuck a pregnant woman. Like, I'm talking about a belly. And I want I want to make love. Like, I want all that. I want to kiss the stomach. I want to... And I don't know why that's been a fetish for me lately, but it's just something about pregnant women that just sexually arouse me and 
yeah i can't believe i just shared that with y'all but that is my biggest fetish i really want to fuck a pregnant woman like i just want to just yeah we're gonna stop there (laughs) that is my that is my biggest fetish right now but um yeah I, i i'm very i'm a very sexual person um next question someone said do you have any boundaries sexually oh that's a good question absolutely i feel like anybody has boundaries you know and i feel like boundaries are healthy because this is your body you know what i mean no matter who you're sharing it with this is your body and you have the right to determine how far you want to take it um i do have boundaries sexually um i would say my boundaries are body bodily fluids um i say that because of experience like i said i'm very sexually liberated you know there's nothing i won't try once but i feel like anything that comes from your body that should be a boundary i remember i was fucking with this one chick and she kept like she you know she was freaky and i i like that shit because i'm freaky too but she kept asking me like you know would you pee on me and i'm like at first i'm like no like that's some nasty weirdo wild shit but she was just a freaky chick like she just wanted to take it as far as it could go so one day you know we was in the shower together and we started making out and um she was just like pee on me like just pee and i'm just like you know i'm i'm not with it but i'm like yo i'm whatever la vida loca i'll do anything one time for the one time so i started doing it and um i'm pissing on her her feet we're in the shower i'm pissing on her feet and it just wasn't doing anything for me sexually like it was just like everything changed my whole libido went down i wasn't interested no more i didn't want to have sex um i was totally like not into it so i i realized that after that day like any bodily fluids as far as spit i'm not huge on spit i know it's 2021 and you know bitches like niggas spit in their mouth and i'm not into that don't spit in my mouth i'm not spitting in your mouth i'm not with the shit um saliva um urine um defecation i'm not into that those are my boundaries any of your bodily fluids blood um i'm not interested in sharing those things um tongue kissing yes i understand saliva is trans transferred that way but i'm talking about literally spitting in someone's mouth nah that's where we're gonna stop i'm not into that shit don't spit in my mouth don't don't ask me to piss on you don't piss on me i'm not into that um that's my boundary some people are into it and listen whatever floats your boat i am not here to judge because i'm sure i'm into some shit that people might think is peculiar but I know that that is my sexual boundary. It doesn't do anything for me sexually. Um, it doesn't turn me on. And that's where we're going to fucking... Uh, <laughs> that's where we're going to stop. That's... that's that's Nah, I'm good. Um, next question. I love these questions, by the way. And I hope... I hope I'm giving you guys 
good answers um someone asked me do you have any insecurities that's a great question of course of course mama i have plenty um i have a lot of insecurities um where do i start i've always i've always struggled with weight um before i had my daughter i was actually very very small i was like 130 140 and then i had the baby and i blew up like i come from a a family of full-figured women and it's so funny because everyone used to always tell me like you're small but when you have that baby and i didn't believe it but man when i had that baby and then i was home for a while like i was a um house housewife so i was home and when i tell you i blew up um at my biggest i was 247 pounds um I was really big after I had my daughter and and for a few years after I would say and this is like not to lie up until I left my marriage I was really really big so I've always struggled with my weight um in the last five years I've lost over 70 pounds and I've lost that weight naturally <laughs> um i don't know i wouldn't lie to you there was no diet there was no nothing i literally walked away from a very toxic marriage and um i lost a lot of weight and you know i'm still not where i want to be so i would say that's one thing that i'm struggling with as far as but when i see pictures of how big i was and how full my face was and i just feel so much healthier like i'm 32 years old and i feel healthier at 32 than i did at 25 i have more energy at 32 than i had at 25 i have more stamina i fuck better at 32 than i did at 25 so i just feel like wow like you know i'm i'm happy for the progress that i did make but um i'm not happy with where i am so i'm definitely working on my weight gain um i mean my weight loss definitely want to lose more weight um another insecurity that i have and i always tell people this and people start laughing when i say this i be like listen i have crooked teeth and that is why i don't smile in a lot of my pictures but i'm gonna be honest with you i have crooked teeth um i'm part asian and that's just something that comes with it we have if you've ever seen an asian person like they have bad teeth and (laughs) i always like i'm the kind of person i like to lay my insecurities on the table because i feel like insecurities are power um when a person knows that something makes you insecure, they are more likely to use it against you. So if I come to you with my cards already on the table, I'm already going to tell you all the bad about me. So you cannot use it against me. Um, and I feel like that has worked for me. I've turned my insecurities into my acknowledgments. I'm going to tell you before. So you can never use anything against me. You can never say anything because I'm going to tell you. I already told you that. Um, So once you take away a person's ability to hurt you, you're taking away their power. Nothing they say to you, um, you know, is irrelevant. It's not going to hurt you because it's it's an acknowledgement. So 
that's something I did as far as my insecurities. I've turned them into my acknowledgments and I embrace them and I feel like they make me who I am. And, you know, it's just, I, I embrace imperfection. I feel like that is what makes people, you know, different and unique. And, you know, I've met women I always tell women, what are your insecurities? Because I'm going to tell you mine. And, you know, I'm never going to use yours against you. And I've dated women or I fucked women. You know, you get them in a bed. I was talking to this girl. She had a, a daughter. She, you know, had a very nice shape. But, you know, she had a little pouch. And I'm the kind of, people have to remember, as dominant as I am, I'm still a woman. So when I look at a woman, I already see all of that. You understand what I'm saying? I already seen your kangaroo pouch. I already seen your stretch. I've seen that. I still want to talk to you. I like you. So every time it was time for me and her to get intimate, it was time for us to fuck. She's always covering her stomach. She always got her hand over. She always... And then it's just like, it got to the point where because I'm just a blunt and um, direct person, I'm like, listen, Ma, like, I already seen you. So I don't give a fuck. Like, I like you. Like, move your hand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, move your hand. Show up those stretch marks. I like shit like that. Like, show me your scar. You know, I like that because it 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 shows a story if if you have a scar on your knee okay that could get into a conversation how did you get it tell me about your childhood tell me about that time you fell off your bike tell me about that time you you know you burnt yourself on a stove i love scars i love stories i love people that come with stories so all that insecurity shit i feel like own it face it if someone is still interested in you then you you have to be able to express your insecurities as well and that's why people think i'm cocky i'm not i'm confident i worked hard to get where i am as far as loving myself and putting myself out there and trust me it comes it's come with backlash i get people um telling me you know i'm not stud enough i'm not and it's just like i found my own lane like i'm cooling i'm i'm cooling um next question what is next for reckless talk that's a great question what i'm trying to do with reckless talk i want like i said i want to be an influencer i want to turn this into i would love to turn this into a business um I would love to host events. I would love to do workshops. You know, we are in a very hard time right now as far as the pandemic and COVID. And I feel like that's definitely putting a lot of restrictions on my show and the potential it has. Um, So right now I'm just being patient and I'm doing a lot of networking and working with people and sponsors. And I have so many plans for reckless talk with Rick Ray. I definitely want to continue talking until I can't talk no more. And the funny thing about it is I feel like if I wake up tomorrow and I decide I don't want to, you know, put out any more episodes, I'm okay with that. That's not a failure. The the biggest blessing was getting this thing started because you don't know how many times I talked myself out of this and how many times I said I changed the date and how many times I said I wasn't going to do this. And, you know, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And I pushed this back for so long. And it wasn't until I experienced um, a very hard breakup 
that I went hard with this podcast and show. And I honestly feel like if I didn't go through the breakup at the time that I did, I would have never published my first episode, but I did. And it was a blessing. And um, if I wake up tomorrow and I decide I don't want to put out no more episodes, I'm okay with that. And it's not a failure because guess what? I did this shit and it was received so fucking well. And I will forever be grateful for that in itself. Um, um, Like I said, I'm coming from a very different place with my podcast. I love how I can just be this reckless and talk ignorant and, you know, just say all this blunt, nasty shit that be in my head. But, you know, in my real life, I'm actually a very professional, um, college educated, very well-spoken woman. But, you know, my personality and I have so many sides to me that I can, you know, be be this person and people are living vicariously through me and my show and I have people who say you know I can only listen to this shit on my way to work you know in the car by myself and I'm like listen mama as long as you listening I love it and I fuck with you and thank you because guess what I'm gonna keep talking this shit for as long as I want to talk it I'm gonna do events I'm gonna host events um I'm interested in starting my own toy line I'm very interested um and strapping and women's pleasure i would love to venture into women's toys and you know i i have a lot i have a lot of ideas i have a lot of people supporting me i have some things i can't talk about but i have <laughs> a lot of um i have i want to bring that feel good lesbian feeling back to new york city and you know what i mean like I don't know about y'all, but in the early 2000s, I loved the New York City lesbian LGBTQI scene. It was popping. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I remember Love of Girls. I remember, like, I miss that. I want to bring that back. I want to, I want to host parties. I want to, you know, I just want that feel good, that unity. In 2021, I don't know why the LGBTQI scene in New York is just so, like, it's very it's very ah, i can't even think about the word but it's it's not united it's not it's not that feel good and i would love to bring that back to new york city so i have a lot of plans with reckless talk with wreck it rea i have so many um guests and like i said because of covid a lot is um a lot is you know keeping me from taking this show where I want to take it right now but like I said that's right now um I know that this is only the beginning and like I said thank you so much for everyone who listens and you know and who is entertained by me that means the world like I literally just be saying the shit that be on my mind and the shit that's in my head and y'all really 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 um fuck with me Oh, to answer this last question, someone asked me and I did, I wanted to address this. Someone said, does it take a strong woman to be with you? And I wanted to answer that question really fast. I think it takes a strong woman to be with anyone. It should take a strong woman to be with anyone. Um, you should want a strong woman in your life, but absolutely it takes a strong woman to be with me because, because of my line of work, um, I deal with women and, um, you know, 
I always have been a very social and I'm very like caring. I'm very nurturing. And sometimes I could come off as flirtatious, but I feel like I know how to set a boundary between flirting with people and just socializing and being friends. So I do think it takes a strong woman to be with me because of my line of work, because of the things that I talk about. I talk about sex and um, I enjoy talking about sex and I would talk about sex with anyone but I'm very respectful of my woman the person that I have in my life um so I feel like I do a good job at balancing and you know keeping keeping that respect and you know making her feel like the queen and the head of my life um definitely takes a strong woman to be with me definitely because I'm a little rough around the edges so it takes a strong woman but I feel like any woman that is with me I don't get no complaints um you know my woman feels like a queen and she 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 loves it here so (laughs) yes it it does take a strong woman to be with me um and I hope I answered all your questions um thank you so much for tuning in i have so much more in store for you guys like i said this episode is go deeper i just wanted to really touch on some questions and um i love all of y'all keep listening